Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress Channel 127. Welcome to it. I'm John Fugelsang. Hope you had a great weekend. It's great to be back. I had a lovely time in beautiful Virginia Beach. Hope you enjoyed our brand new interviews on Friday. And thanks to the great Joe Sudbay for helping us out. Chris Hauselt is our executive producer. He's running this beast from South Carolina. Thea Harper is our heroic associate producer and puts up with Chris and myself running this thing from Brooklyn. I come to you from Manhattan and we are so glad to be with you. We're coming at you with politics and music and comedy and fun. And our most important guest, as always, is you. 866-997-GRIT. Punched out by your lovely, attractive fingers onto your phone. Gets you into our conversation here on Channel 127. And boy, is there a lot to cover. Trump is done. Can we just, can we just come out and say this? Donald Trump is done like disco. And the establishment Republican Party is trying as subtly as they can, to transition all the racists, all the fascists, all the revoltingly fake Christians, and, let's be fair, the gullible, deceived, conservative, nice people, into being obedient to their new brand, Ron DeSantis. The question is, will they succeed? Does Trump even realize how hard the party is pivoting away from him without actually cutting him loose? Remember Rusty Bowers? testified before the uh, January 6th committee, Secretary of State of the great state of Arizona, lifelong Republican, would not lie for Trump, said he'd still support Trump again, and MAGA tore him to shreds. Donald Trump attacked him personally. Turns out Rusty Bowers has found his line. In an interview with ABC News' Jonathan Carl, Rusty Bowers said, even though he said he'd support Donald Trump last month, now he's done. You have to have quality, moral character and a moral compass and in the absence of that then the whole country is at risk so just just to clarify you're you're not supporting trump I'm, again i'm, I'm not i'm not my vote 
will never tarnish his name on a ballot. You're never again going to vote for Donald Trump. I'll never vote for him, but I won't have to. Yeah. Because I think America's tired, and there's some absolutely forceful, qualified, morally defensible and upright people, and that's what I want. There will not be a lot of morally defensible, upright people on the Republican side running for president, folks. Sliding they scale, will, sliding scale. Uh, it's a very sliding scale. It's, I mean, Chris Christie slid off the scale. Ron DeSantis slid off the scale. No, it's going to be people like Ron DeSantis and Tucker Carlson, Nikki Haley. It's going to be morally compromised grifters who use Jesus's name while promising the right wing folks out there that they will legislate against all of Jesus's teachings. But will the Republican Party be able to get the MAGA folk transitioned off of Trump? Have they wrung all the value they can out of him? To me, I think it's time for people on the left to wring some value out of Trump, because Donald Trump is the one person who can really ruin the GOP's hopes for 2024. And gosh darn it, call me an optimist. He can really ruin the GOP's hopes for the midterms 99 days from today. And uh, here's a little, ish, a little case of another morally compromised Republican who might run for president. That's Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who will probably be handing his office over to uh, the daughter of previous uh, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The sharks are beginning to circle around the sinking Trump barge. And here, Asa Hutchinson, realizing a lot of the magas aren't going to be watching C-SPAN, goes on C-SPAN and gives them a little peek at how the Republican establishment is planning right in front of our eyes to isolate and destroy Donald Trump's chances for 2024. It's hard whenever you have such a a visible former president that's out there holding campaign rallies. He becomes a topic, and that's probably what he loves. Uh, But in terms of the grassroots of our party, he's got a significant following. And uh, any candidate that wants to be president president has to be able to uh, identify with the issues that uh, Donald Trump is able to drive. I mean, these are real concerns. Ones I just articulated uh, from a conservative message on crime and mm-hmm. and uh, inflation. Uh, uh-huh. He's talking about those same things. And so we're all on the same page in terms of the major issues, but he distracts its distracts uh, the voters over to himself and it becomes about him uh, versus the issues uh, and the problem solving that we need to focus on. And that's what our candidates, if we're going to win gubernatorial races, if we're going to win Senate races and congressional races, we've got to talk about solutions, problem solving and optimism about our future. That's what voters will respond to. It can't be about the past and uh, dwelling about uh, hurt feelings in the past. Now, keep in mind, this is the only pattern I've seen in my life. Bill Clinton got blamed for the economic recession that 12 years of trickle-down economics gave to him. Uh, And then George W. Bush took credit for Clinton's economic expansion and recovery and squandered Clinton's um, uh, historic uh, budget surplus. Then Bush wrecked it all, remember? And Barack Obama came to office, took a lot of blame for Bush's shitty economy, turned it around, and then Donald Trump came to office and continued riding Obama's economic expansion. There were really no Obama economic trends that Trump reversed. He just took credit for how Trump's policies were getting us out. And then Trump fucked it up, as the Republicans before him did. 
And so suddenly Joe Biden is taking the blame for shitty Trump policies, turning it around, and the next Republican president will reap the benefit of Joe Biden's recovery. This is the game, guys. And um, it sort of leads me to a little point I have to make about Donald Trump, which is Ayman al-Zawahiri is having a better summer than Donald Trump. And Ayman al-Zawahiri is dead. You've heard this by now. Al-Qaeda leader al-Zawahiri, who played a key role in the 9-11 attacks, has been killed in a U.S. operation. And it's fascinating. It was a drone strike in Afghanistan over the weekend. This man was Osama bin Laden's deputy. He was the architect behind 9-11. The CIA operation just showed the most significant blow to al-Qaeda since bin Laden's death. And it actually gives credence to what Joe Biden was calling his over-the-horizon counterterrorism plans after the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan. Now, of course, senior Taliban officials knew damn well Zawahiri was living in Kabul. So obviously the Afghan government's links to al-Qaeda and their formal pledge not to harbor terrorists means nothing. But we knew that already. Here's Joe Biden talking about the U.S. assassinating Ayman al-Zawahiri because that's what we did. Make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. After relentlessly seeking Zawahiri for years under Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump, our intelligence community located Zawahiri earlier this year. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location, I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. This mission was carefully planned, rigorously minimized the risk of harm to other civilians. And one week ago, after being advised that the conditions were optimal, I gave the final approval to go get him. And the mission was a success. None of his family members were hurt, and there were no civilian casualties. I mean, by every standard you would use to measure a government assassination of someone overseas, this was a tremendous success. The intel community had been tracking this guy to the safe house, and they spent months making sure it was him and developing what they call a pattern of life. Ironically enough, they tracked his movements and his behavior. Um, they also constructed a model of the safe house where he was living. And they used that to brief Biden on how the strike would be carried out in such a way that it reduced the chances of killing anybody in his family, anybody else in the house. And intel agencies have now concluded that Zawahiri was the only person to be killed in this strike. It happened at 9.48 p.m. on Washington time two days ago. And uh, it was a drone fired two Hellfire missiles at Zawahiri as he stepped down to the balcony of his safe house where he'd been living with his family. Now, Compare that to what Donald Trump was doing this weekend. Donald Trump was hosting a golf event for the Saudi royal family, who he had previously blamed for 9-11 because, well, you know, 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi. Now, Trump was walking around, palling around with the Saudis in his let's cover up the Jamal Khashoggi murder live golf tournament and saying, oh, we didn't know who was behind 9-11. We just couldn't be sure. While Trump was doing that, Joe Biden was taking out one of the world's most wanted terrorists. Personally, myself, I'm a fan of getting these guys alive. Just kind of me, uh, making martyrs out of them. I don't know how good that is. But it shows you don't have to be at war in Afghanistan or Iraq 
to keep your wars going with these terrorist organizations. Democrats are calling this a huge win. And uh, again, while Trump was hosting an event with the Saudis, spreading conspiracy theories that we don't know who was behind 9-11, Biden was killing the al-Qaeda leader. How do you think Fox is going to spend this? How many Fox viewers do you think will ever know this? Again, Trump was hosting a golf tournament financed by the people behind the attack, while Biden assassinated the man who helped plan the 9-11 attack. And again, guys, it, it, we can call it what it was. It was an assassination. Let's not pussyfoot around. The CIA is not a law enforcement agency internationally. U.S. is not a law enforcement agency. We did not take this man. We are not legally at war. We have not legally declared war since 1941. We don't have prisoners of war. We have enemy combatants. We have George Bush rules to get around the language. If we're going to call it an assassination when Donald Trump does it, we got to make sure we call it the same thing when Biden does it. Trump didn't give a comment on this. You know what he did give a comment on? He finally endorsed the Republican Missouri Senate race. And uh, this is great for everyone who makes jokes about Biden and dementia. We don't know, however, who Trump picked. He, he seems to have chosen two candidates. I don't know how to explain this to you. Eric Schmidt is running and Eric Greetens is running. Now, Greetens is the guy who was the former governor, had to leave the office because uh, allegedly he beat the hell out of his wife and children, tied up his mistress, raped his mistress, sexually assaulted her and uh, uh, took compromising photos of her with no consent. After he tied her up, I mentioned that, right? The abuse of women. In this party, between this guy, Herschel Walker, Donald Trump, that's a feature, not a bug. So everyone is wondering, is he going to go with Eric Greitens, the, the guy who is so Trumpy, but he does beat up women, uh, or Eric Schmidt? Trump has endorsed, I guess, them both. Donald Trump thinks his supporters are so dumb that he can weasel out of this. This is what he wrote. I trust the great people of Missouri on this one to make up their own minds, much as they did when they gave me landslide victories in the 2016 and 2020 elections. And I am therefore proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. Something he's never said around his children. So both guys have taken credit for it. These people are clowns. Eric Greitens took a break from abusing women and children and said he was honored to receive President Trump's endorsement even though it's not clear that he got the endorsement. From the very beginning of the race, I've been the true MAGA warrior fighting against the rhino establishment backing Mr. Schmidt. Is Trump just a total coward? I mean, Trump world is very divided on this race in Missouri. And it's a big deal. Because if Trump were to go for Eric Greitens, because he is more famous, that would make yet another potentially unelectable famous person Donald Trump has endorsed for a Senate race that can be easily defeated. Two frontrunners are both named Eric, and Trump is proud to endorse Eric. This is messy, guys. And now the heat's going to be on Trump. And again, the Republican Party that's trying to make the people in the party be convinced that Donald Trump is flaky, he's given him the evidence. Donald Trump chickened out on this. He thinks he's being cute. Do you think MAGA's going to stand for it? you think MAGA in Missouri will appreciate this? And, and there's one more thing. Uh <laughs> You know, I got I to gotta give a shout out to the racists because I did a tweet over the weekend when I was away and a little harmless tweet was sitting, kicking around my draft folder for a couple of weeks. And I finally just put it out, which was very simple. I just tweeted, hey, Putin, give us back Brittany Griner and we'll give you back Trump. Not the greatest joke, but it was popular and it went, I, I guess, viral-ish, got a lot of likes. Wow. I didn't realize that Trump world is totally in favor of Brittany Griner spending the rest of her life in a Russian gulag. Uh, she's black, she's gay, she's a she, and she's uh, had medicinal hash oil canisters for a vape pen in her bag. 
the comments I got, folks, from this tweet. I mean, it got sh- shared a lot, but the hate. Griner is where she belongs. Entitled idiot. Trump fans calling a black woman entitled? I need to leave Brittany Griner over there because she disrespected this country. So why should we help her? Griner hates America. Don't you people know that? You're all a bunch of morons. Spelled Y-O-U-R. A lot of uh, fuck Brittany Griner, let her rot forever. This, this, this is an American citizen being held in a foreign cage. But right-wing people have been told by their leaders and rulers, it's okay. We're not that patriotic. She's a bad American. We leave her over there. (laughs) I mean, Trump decided to come around and side with Russia on this over the weekend. He attacked the United States for trying to free Brittany Griner. This is the man who inherited $413 million from his father. Okay? Uh, He called a WNBA star who's been in a cage in Russia for five months spoiled and said she deserves to stay there. Now, Brittany Griner is guilty of carrying medical hash oil for her vaporizer in a suitcase in Russia. Trump, Trump calls her this the same, he calls her spoiled the same weekend he buries his ex-wife and the mother of his three children in this sparse, bleak, forlorn little plot on his New Jersey golf course to avoid paying taxes on the property. What? Yeah, it's, 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 it's tax avoidance. Property tax, income tax, sales tax. It's a cemetery now. He's literally exploiting this woman He humiliated publicly and assaulted in life. And this guy, the weekend he does this, calls Brittany Griner spoiled. You know why Brittany Griner was playing in Russia, guys? Because um, it's the WNBA offseason. And the WNBA players earn so much less money than their male counterparts in the NBA, they have to go play overseas. The average uh, income of a WNBA player was less than $130,000. Salaries max somewhere around $500,000. And, you know, top male NBA players get tens of millions of dollars. And I thought, why does Magaland hate this woman? I mean, you'd think they'd say, oh, put Donald Trump in there. He'll get her back. Why why do they hate her? Well, she hates America, you see. And I was nosing around. What? what? Where does she hate America? Oh, because she didn't come out for the national anthem. And that's true. She didn't. But no one in the WNBA did. An opening night in 2020. Both the Phoenix Mercury and the L.A. Sparks walked off the course during the warm-ups before the playing of the national anthem as a protest against police brutality. And later that night, they had a 26-second moment of silence to call attention to the murder of Breonna Taylor. And Brittany Griner said she's going to continue doing it. She does not like them playing the national anthem during the season. Um, Not a fan. By the way, uh, the WNBA plans to play the song before every game, but the WNBA has got a lot of players who are not happy about it, and they are protesting it, which is what I thought America was all about. See, Star Spangled Banner, for those who don't know, problematic song. A lot of white people don't realize this. But um, if you can make it to the third verse, you'll understand why. Now, again, uh, this was done by Francis Scott Key. Famously wrote the song. He was a huge racist, Francis Scott Key. He was descended from a very wealthy plantation family that owned people. He talked about black people as, in his words, a distinct and inferior race. And he supported emancipating the enslaved only if they were immediately shipped off to Africa. He also got President Andrew Jackson to make his brother-in-law the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. His brother-in-law was a guy named Roger B. Taney, who's the man who wrote the Dred Scott decision that decreed black people, quote, had no rights which the white man was bound to respect. The Daughters of the Confederacy loved the anthem. You know, it wasn't really our anthem until 90 years ago, 1931. They fought 
to make it the national anthem. And President Herbert Hoover, noted racist, (laughs) he made it our national anthem. The third verse of the song was originally called The Defense of Fort McHenry. Uh, The third verse has uh, uh, lyrics. It ends like this. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's a reference to the colonial marines, which was uh, who the British used when they were getting freed Africans to fight for them. And that was meant to scorn and threaten African-Americans who took up the British on their offer to get their freedom. Colonial Marines. By the way, after the war, Britain did relocate them all and let them keep their freedom. America demanded to have those slaves returned. Britain didn't do it. So (laughs) I don't fault any African-American or any white person of conscience who is not a fan of the song. It's fun to watch people do pyrotechnics on the song, but the song was written by a racist. It has racist lyrics. You're going to ask black people to stand for this? I'm, I'm sorry, but they have a right not to, and it doesn't mean they hate America. It doesn't mean they hate America. It means they're exercising their First Amendment rights. But Donald Trump knows none of this because Donald Trump is an ignorant racist. So where are we? You've got Donald Trump stepping in it, making it worse and making it worse for himself, making a fool of himself. Did you see the photos of him singing God Bless America? I wish this wasn't the radio and I could show you. It's over. Trump's dead as disco. And the Republican Party is trying to not piss off his followers, but show him the door. That's why Republicans have cooperated so much with the January 6th hearings. And you haven't heard too many Republicans outside of Magaville criticize it too much. Meanwhile, the Democrats, well, uh, they are doing what we call uh, doing shit for people. I mean, for 30 years, they promised they would get Medicare to directly negotiate the cost of prescription drugs. And they are now on the verge of actually achieving that with the Senate reconciliation bill. It would only open up negotiations for a small number of drugs. But even that is something we've never been able to get. And it would open the door to more aggressive policies of negotiating with pharma companies for cheaper drugs for our seniors. Bill Clinton tried to do it in 93. Al Gore said he would try it. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, even Donald Trump, when he was running, said he would do it. And always, oh, no, it's going to limit choices. It's going to it's going to squelch new drug development. There's always some bullshit reason against it. Federal law has prohibited Medicare from directly negotiating how much they'll pay for drugs since 2003. But now we have the Inflation Reduction Act with Manchin on board. And here's Senator Chuck Schumer earlier this morning announcing he intends to bring the Inflation Reduction Act to a vote this week citing its broad supporters and how much it would help conservative and liberal Americans alike. This week, the Senate will take action on a groundbreaking piece of legislation, one that we haven't seen in in decades, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Over the coming days, both sides will continue conversations with the parliamentarian in order to move forward the bipartisan birdbath process. Our timeline has not changed. And I expect to bring this legislation to the Senate floor to begin voting this week. Already, leading experts have confirmed the Inflation Reduction Act lives up to its name. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, by no means a liberal group, affirmed that, quote, almost every one of this bill's policies in and of itself will fight inflation. And on net, the entire package most certainly will. That's the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget who our Republican friends often quote. Former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers 
Recently, the Republican leader's favorite economist said, quote, this bill is fighting inflation, and quote, this is disinflationary policy that's also going to make the economy more efficient. And Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's, again, hardly a liberal authority, someone who actually served as an economic advisor to Senator McCain, writes that our bill will have, quote, a material beneficial economic impact, unquote, and said that the Inflation Reduction Act will, quote, push inflation lower. That's Mark Zandi. In short, pr Madam President, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to be just what the doctor ordered to bringing down costs for American families. Now, again, it's only going to be baby steps, but it appears baby steps are enough to horrify the American right-wing establishment. Here is Mitch McConnell struggling to gain a foothold of talking points against the Democratic Reconciliation Bill, relying on his own economists for backup. So Democrats are labeling all these tax hikes the, the Inflation Reduction Act. But nonpartisan experts have already proven that's a flat-out false. The budget experts at Penn Wharton show this bill would slightly, slightly increase inflation in the near term and do nothing to meaningfully reduce it in the long term. So it's not about inflation. When you raise taxes on something, Madam President, you get less of it. It's the way it works. Once again, folks, taxes will be raised only on those making $400,000 a year or more. Don't let them get away with that lie. So where are we as the week begins, friends? Well, you got Donald Trump palling around with terrorists on a golf course. You got Donald Trump beginning to lose polls to Ron DeSantis. You've got Donald Trump celebrating an American woman rotting in jail overseas. Meanwhile, the Democrats under Joe Biden and a 50-50 Senate that can't seem to get anything done, they passed a huge COVID package. They passed a huge infrastructure package. They've got climate manufacturing bills. They've got the first kind of significant gun reform bill in 30 years. Drug pricing. A house that has passed a bill protecting marriage equality. New energy legislation. And according to AAA, gas prices have now declined for 48 days in a row. The national average is now 421 a gallon. What do Republicans have to offer? When they take the Senate again, regardless of who their president is, they got one thing and one thing only tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans who don't need tax cuts. Get the message out, guys. It's only theirs if we don't show up. We've got to take a very quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. Your calls nonstop tonight. We're going all the way for the next couple of hours with Rhonda Handsome joining us an hour or two. We'll be right back for open phones. This is Sirius XM Progress. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugelsang. Uh, let's go, if you don't mind, to the great Rhonda Hansom, who joins the dialogue right now. We're still taking your calls all night. Miss Hansom will take your calls. She is much smarter, wittier, and prettier than me. She's a great comic and writer. She's open for Anita Baker, open for Diana Ross, open for Aretha Franklin. She does great solo theater. Catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Welcome back to Tall Handsome Mondays, Miss Hansom. I'm black, y'all. <laughs> Rhonda, I am so glad to see you. I uh-huh. have to tell you, I, I, I've been away, been down south for a couple weekends, uh, for a couple days over the weekend. And I, I got to say, normally, if you, there's one thing you know about me, you know that um, the only thing I care about is Ben Affleck gossip. I just can't get enough. <laughs> whether, uh, whether it's him uh, ruining the character of Bruce Wayne or um, being better known for dating J-Lo than for his film work. Uh, really, I'm just a celebrity pound and uh, anything Ben Affleck does is really fascinating to me so I was really surprised I actually missed what happened this weekend with uh, with PBS normally you don't say Ben Affleck and PBS in the same sentence I, and again Ben Affleck's politics have always been fine but he was going on Henry Louis Gates's show right about finding your roots what finding what, what your happened? roots yes did he and, did he find uh, his roots he he found his roots all right, and uh, it was a, a slavery uh, situation that he, I guess he felt embarrassed about it, so much so that he uh, used his so-called influence to have it edited out. And uh, there's a big brouhaha that um, PBS uh, decided to postpone, you know, the, the new uh, episode coming out uh. until they can get independent uh, in, uh, investigators, independent fact checkers, and uh, a whole independent genealogist. <laughs> Where, I mean, he's treating this like it's a CRT thesis. It's just his history. I can't believe it's it. It's real I life, can't John. Believe it. I mean, like, but but like on what not to do, right? Like on every level, he's sh- like it's just what not to do. First off. Okay, I get Ben Affleck does the show and they find out that your ancestors own slaves and he's really embarrassed. Maybe he wants to run for Senate someday or something. Seriously, like people have talked about that for years of this guy running for Senate someday. So um, I, I get that he's embarrassed by it. Now, I guess the smart thing to do is to get ahead of it. Have all your black friends come out, do a do a thing together, <laughs> talk about it. They've learned a lot. Wow, we've come so far. Give a donation of some your millions of Justice League dollars or something. Um, do an apology tour. <laughs> well, no, he's got nothing to apologize for. It was his ancestors. You know, he can stand up and just say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning and blah, 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 blah. He could get he could he could dance his way out of it and make it a healing thing. But instead, he tried to use his movie star powers to get PBS to kill that part of the to censor them and cut yes. that part of his yes. story out. What kind of power? What, what, is, what kind of power does Ben Affleck have over? What did he threaten to not have J Lo do a PBS fun drive? Like, like what? <laughs> what? It's kind of a different world. Uh, 
I can't uh, see Henry. him running for Senate, uh, running for casino. He could do that. He's oh. a, he likes gambling. But uh, I think he he rolled the dice uh, in a really bad way with this. Uh, I, I really feel like he could use that kind of not he America could use that kind of positive reinforcement of a white Thank person you. saying, you know what? I, I have slave uh, owners in my background and I am Thank embarrassed you. that I yes. have lived this long with this Preach. generational wealth. <laughs> yes, he could do it and he would look good doing it. But he instead, would look PB- good doing it. PBS had an internal investigation. They kept very secret. And and they found that he exerted improper influence by requesting Finding Your Roots hide details of a slave-owning ancestor in his family tree. I was like, Henry Louis Gates wouldn't do this. And he said, confidentially, in the Sony hacked emails, this is in the, in the hacked emails, he wrote the following uh, to Michael Linton, head of Sony Pictures. For the first time, one of our guests has asked us to edit out something about one of his ancestors, the fact that he owns slaves. We've never had anyone try to censor or edit what we found. He's a megastar. What do we do? And now PBS is postponing season three, and now they're not going to commit to season four. I mean, and they're going to withdraw the entire Ben Affleck episode. It seems like everybody is handling this really badly. America could do so much better. I mean, we really need something that shows us to have even the lightest uh, hint of uh, of actually being uh, democratic and accepting our, our our history, so that we could go forward with with. Uh, reparations with with reconciliation with truth and reconciliation but no we have to hide it we have to hide it i'm 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 very i'm very disappointed uh that uh pbs uh let this go on i mean yeah yeah it's bad for pbs when you can't trust pbs it's it's but now the right wing is going to do the right wing the right wing is going to say oh racist ben affleck and racist pbs covered up or trump's not a racist you're the racist henry lewis gates not a racist uh said i sincerely regret not discussing my editing rationale with our partners at pbs and wnet and i apologize for putting pbs and its member stations in the position of having to defend the integrity of their programming. That's exactly it. Yes. I mean, if they had come out and said, screw you, Ben Affleck, we're airing this, then PBS would look great. As it is, they all look awful from this. All around. Know. Everybody's got egg on their face. Omelets all around. It's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. Wow. Well, yeah, there goes any shot of having uh, J-Lo host a pledge drive. That's it. <laughs> Maybe I think he'll ben- talk her into doing it to- Ben Affleck, like is, ben Affleck has now done to PBS what he did to the character of Batman. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> well, I think that Henry Louis Gates and Ben Affleck could come together and have a Dunkin' Donuts summit and work it all out. Because I know that Ben likes Dunkin', so he's from Boston. <laughs> oh, my God. Rhonda, it is so good to see you. We have a lot of people uh, calling in. I want to get to a lot of calls. But can I just ask you one separate pop culture question? Um, What's that, dear? Our, our our mutual close personal friend Will Smith, uh, uh, he put out this video over the weekend, a, another video apologizing to Chris Rock. I was down south and all my family was talking about it, and when it, and then eventually came up to me what I thought about it. And they're all like, "Do you know Will Smith?" I'm like, "No, met him once at the Grammys. I, I know Chris Rock. He's he's the best." What I said was, "I've never in my life seen someone so afraid of a stand up comedian's material." And I think Will Smith knows that Chris Rock is preparing a hell of a set 
about the experience <laughs> that Chris Rock is going to make so much money giving it to HBO, Netflix. Who's going to pay for Chris Rock's next stand-up special where he talks about this? And everything I see Will Smith doing, I'm sorry. I don't doubt he feels terrible about it. But it all seems like damage control because he's afraid of the comedy. I Yeah, I sort of felt like a, it was a hostage video. He was holding himself hostage with that apology. And I really regret that instead of slapping uh, Chris, that he just didn't get up and say, Chris, I want to thank you for agreeing to be the co-producer of the next G.I. Jane movie. <laughs> I mean, that that would have solved the whole thing. And um, it, if G.I. Uh, Jane, Two know, is the three of them together as a like a, a, a trio buddy film. Uh, yeah. Then they could all make millions off of it. I keep saying their agents have to be negotiating something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like seeing how terrified someone is of stand-up. That, that, that makes me feel good. We have a lot of uh, guests on hold who want to weigh in on the news of the day. Are you ready, Rhonda? I want to hear from your people, John. We will be right back in just a moment with your calls. This is SiriusXM. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lou is calling from Colorado. Lou, thanks for your patience on hold. You're on with Rhonda Handsome. Hello. Hey, good evening. Uh, I was going to call in and update you on uh, my Nazi nephews in Naples, Florida. Okay. And at first, I want to say... Well, he though, gets that, the alliteration award for that. <laughs> yeah. Nazi nephews in Naples. Yeah. Say it real fast three times. Uh, but, it, you know, I want to make a comment, though. I've, I've led international conferences all over this planet, and I've never seen a paper, any topic presented as well as Thea did the other night on fibroids. Oh, wasn't it great? Oh, Rhonda, Thea did the special. I know, I know. She's better than me. Thea did a special for Fibroid Awareness Month that she produced and hosted, and it's just great. Yeah, oh my it, was, gosh. It, was, it was great. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Glad you liked it. It was so good, I went to get my own fibroids checked afterwards. That's how convincing it was. <laughs> me too. What I was going to talk about, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, my, my Nazi nephews. Well, yes, it's actually they're my great nephews. My niece is their uh, mother. Your about grand a nephews. couple years ago, my niece was decapitated at oh. a, a busy intersection by a drunk. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, she was, she, but I, I want to talk about her. I can't. Um, But at any rate, there were a dozen cars there, including EMT, 
an off-duty state policeman, you know, a bunch of people. And they, okay. they pulled the guy out of his pickup truck. Beer cans came out. He couldn't even stand up. He was so drunk. I understand. So guess what I'm they so did sorry. with him? What? They, uh, they let him go. It turns out this guy rebuilds ATVs for the Naples police. And, you know, and there's a bunch of other things that sh- are shady I'm not going to talk about just to save time. So did this but make her rate, sons very bitter? Is this related to her sons becoming so right-wing? Uh, no, they, were, they, were, they went through the Naples school system and got it naturally. Oh, okay. Well, then it's doubly depressing then. I'm so sorry. Well, it is. But at any rate, they, they let the guy go. And this last Friday, we finally had the final settlement, and the jury awarded nothing. They didn't. They they gave him a misdemeanor because they had no evidence, no breathalyzer test, no blood test. Well, here so let me sorry. give you the rest of the story. This well, guy really is quick. friends with the police. He okay. works with the police. The police covered up and destroyed the evidence of his crime. I'm so, so that, sorry. They, they, well, the DA gathered it, but the point I want to make, and Rhonda, you can, this might be something for you to jump in on. This qualified immunity does not just protect police to go out and shoot black teenagers. They can commit crimes. They, they sure can. They she could, the DA could not prosecute them for covering up and destroying evidence because of this qualified immunity. That's yep. insane. Yep. I'm so sorry, but you're right. And qualified immunity is something that is grotesque in a free society. There needs to be accountability for these cops. And you're right in pointing out it's not just African-Americans who are the victims of this system where cops can just or cop related people can just kill people with impunity. They get well, John, to walk this between is what the I don't ahead, understand, Rhonda. because uh, there are a lot of white people who are abused by the cops, but they uh, they are not presented as uh, uh, as vocally or as vociferous in their protestation against it. I mean, this is a typical example. Uh, of of their um, malfeasance. I'm, I'm yeah. so sorry that that it. happened. It's a horrific, horrific story. They didn't believe it would happen to them. Well, I'm really sorry okay. that this happened to them. No one deserves it. And I'm sorry that they're Nazis as well. That's how liberal I am. I don't want horrible injustices to be visited on your Nazi nephews from Naples. They deserve better. And I'd like to think that maybe I'd like to think that maybe for right wingers, they'll realize the undue influence and power police have because of this abuse. I'd like to think some enlightenment. That's what I want to do. But we've got to get rid of it because police are the only the only people more corrupt than police are judges. We all know that. Well, you know, there's also American Idol officials as well. But that's that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Um, Lou, thank you so much for the call. Good luck with your nephews. You're a real gentleman. And I appreciate the call. Rhonda, wow. That's That's, just... That is a horrible story, but not, not only that, they also seize property. They, they, they've been able to, um, to take people's uh, cars and uh, valuables and just get away with it. And I, I really need the, so, it's not so-called, but allies who are ever out there to realize that this is coming for you. It is really coming for you, too. Uh, let's go to Rob in Oregon. Rob, welcome. How are you? You're on with Rhonda Hanson. Uh, it's actually Orlando, not Oregon, but... Oh, okay. Hello. Hello there. Uh, Brittany Griner, she, she she came out and said that the national anthem should be replaced and it doesn't hold American values anymore. Let her rot. 
Who gives a shit about her? Wait a second. So because she exercised her, <laughs> hang on a second. You want an American citizen to to rot in a prison because she exercised her First Amendment rights, and it was something you didn't like, right? I don't care. Sure. You yeah. want her to rot. You want an American citizen to be kept to rot in a Russian <laughs> cage because she said something you didn't like. Well, if she doesn't hold American values. Why should we? What do you mean she doesn't hold American values? The First Amendment allows her to say whatever she wants. Why should black people like our national anthem when it was written by a guy who owns slaves? And the third verse is about catching runaways. Has nothing to do with that, you idiot. Have you ever read or heard the lyrics to the third verse to the national anthem, Rob? Every sporting event, John. The third verse. Do you know what the third verse is about? Have you heard Uh, the words to it, Rob? Yes, many times. Does it bother you that it's about catching runaway slaves? It has nothing to do with runaway slaves, idiot. Do you know the lyric? No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. That's the third verse of the song. Why should black people, why should white people who have consciences be okay with that? It's only been the anthem for 90 years. Well, if she doesn't want to... No, Rob, racism doesn't bother you. Just admit it. Things that hurt black people don't bother you. What did Brittany Griner do that you don't like? What you're listen, Rob, we already know that you're the guy who's more offended by Colin Kaepernick's knee than Derek Chauvin's. So what did Brittany Griner do besides not that's right, because Derek Chauvin's knee made you happy. It made you happy. No, it did not make you yes, happy. Yes, it did. You were so much more angry over Colin oh, Kaepernick's knee. You were so much dealer. more. Who gives a shit about that guy? Because he's an American and he didn't deserve to be murdered. But you don't care about he Americans because you're not a patriot. You're a... No, he did. Uh, he was murdered by a cop. Go check the court. He was not murdered. Derek Chauvin is a convicted murderer. You don't like yeah, black you know, people, you know, Rob. You don't like black people you know, and you like when they court. suffer. He was, I, mean, he's I like a, black people. I, I like Herschel Walker. I did like, George... You know, did, oh hey, God. hey, Rob, did George Floyd deserve to be murdered? Oh, he hung up. Rob, you're a coward. Your mother raised one. He hung up. They always hang up. But he I mean, did make it, a Rhonda. Spec- spectacle of himself. I mean, he, he started so, out at 100 and got worse from there. So glad uh, that Brittany Griner's rotting in jail because she didn't like our national anthem. And he's so glad that George Floyd was murdered. He'll deny that uh, Chauvin was convicted of murder. That's well, it. I, I, but he likes I Herschel Walker. He loves yeah, Herschel that's Walker. That's exactly what I was going to say. Hey, I hope he's happy with Herschel Walker. Oh, my oh. God. <sighs> Unbelievable. I know. This is the part where I want to apologize for white people, but I don't think that works that way. So I'll just say, fuck him. Uh, hey, to Sean and Callie, you're on with Rhonda. Hey, brother. So hi, Rhonda. I, hi, I Sean. Say, hi. You know, um, so for all these years, and I mean, in I, I'm going to have my 55th birthday tomorrow. Happy so birthday. in all the years I've been around, and probably since eight years old, because my grandpa was so awesome teaching me about this stuff, you know, to be involved in politics and all that. You yeah. know what? Um, the Republican Party absolutely sucks at two things in which they're always given credit for. What's they're that? always given credit for <laughs> the economy, which they suck at. Right. And they're always given credit for 
um, national security, which Obama killed bin Laden. Hello. He gave hmm. that order. And then who gave that order today? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's but right. they're not going to do it that way. They don't, that's that's not how they view it. They blame Barack Obama for an Iraqi withdrawal set by Bush, and they blame Joe Biden for an Afghanistan withdrawal set by Trump. They can't actually <laughs> give credit for anything. You know how it is. That that's just guys Absolutely. like Rob in Florida. It's just it's just cult behavior. Sean, thank you very much for the call. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is SiriusXM. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let me go to the phones. Brian, welcome and thanks for your patience. You're on with Rhonda. Hi, uh, Chris and um, Rhonda. Chris, Hi. I liked your uh, C-pop joke, by the way. No matter I was going to say that. I... <laughs> Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. See, because uh, the dog snores. I, I mean, I've had dead pups and I've had live, you know, cold and warm pups and Humor helps. Humor helps. Especially with my dog's problem snoring issues. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd had a sea pup when I had a snoring pup. Oh, now you're I've encouraging him. Cat, though. I've got a cat that snores like hell. Oh, my God. What are you doing? What'd you say? Doing? Nothing. Go ahead. Sorry your cat <laughs> snores. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a 20-pound, 20 22-pound cat or whatever the hell it is. Well, that could be um, why. <laughs> yeah. The, um... I was thinking uh, uh, you should listen to The Pill by Linda, Ron, uh, Linda Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Okay, The Pill by and Loretta Lynn. The Pill, it, it was banned. Uh, it came out in 75, banned by a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah, her song about the radio. birth control pill. I know oh, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a phenomenal yeah. Uh, theme song for what's going on now. I've been listening to it a couple times. Nice. And, <laughs> it's quite the uh, women's liberation Yes. Uh, song. No, I, I like progressive Loretta Lynn. That's that's my favorite Loretta Lynn, that version of her, yeah. Yeah, so that, okay, right that was fantastic. Old No Way by Jerry Garcia, too, was, is a great album. Great. All right, cool. You got my got my list. And Brian, then, thank um, you so much. Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, I still think Trump uh, is a Russian agent, the way he was doing Brittany Griner. I think that's all... I mean, he took Russia's side. He took Russia's... Uh, yeah, he took Russia's side over the U.S. 
yet again, wanting an American citizen to rot in a cage. She's already been in a cage for five months because of hash oil cartridges in a suitcase while she was playing in Russia. And of course, she's playing in Russia because players in the WNBA are not played anything close to what players in the NBA are playing paid. So, uh, yeah, he wants her to sit over there and rot. Her, and that's that's his morality. And I found out all weekend how many wonderful white male Christian followers of Trump want her to suffer and die. Oh, in like Russian that asshole well. Rob. I mean, yeah, like that asshole I Rob. Think that sounded so, like he. I, I, <laughs> but hey, he likes Herschel Walker. Rhonda, Rob, the racist in Florida, oh. likes Herschel Walker. He well, Herschel. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, I hope Rhonda doesn't like Herschel Walker. <laughs> I, I like Herschel Walker's speechwriter. That's who I like. <laughs> I, yeah, that's I like the one his, with the real head injury. I like the, his his brain uh, uh, analyst. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you very much for the call. I do appreciate hearing from you. Let me get to one more call. Mike in Michigan. Really quick. You're on with Rhonda. Yes. Hey, help me, Rhonda. Help me. Uh, you got it. You, Mike, just to get here. Uh, you know, you haven't lived until you've heard deer outside your teepee making love. Uh, Guy Lombardo, 1926. Is that it? We're playing name that song. (laughs) But I tell you what, uh, another kudos to Thea Harper, uh, the fibroids thing. I've heard it on another network. It was pretty good. It's still going. Keep it going. And uh, I think everybody should know about this stuff, even assholes like me. But uh, anyway, <laughs> you inspire me, John. I, I feel like I'm part of the uh, whack pack for Google uh, saying. <laughs> well, thank but, you. I uh, appreciate that. Thanks for lowering your standards to be part of our pack. Anyway, you inspired me to call my uh, congressman. Tim okay, Walton. really quick, Mike. Uh huh. Yeah, the guy. Uh, what you know, the guy John uh, Stewart was all upset about that one thing that didn't pass. Yes. Yes. And. and uh, you know, the Senate, but I look back at my congressman, it passed the House, but he didn't vote for it. He voted oh, okay. Huh. And I called him uh, last week. Really quick, I give 10 I seconds. Had... Okay, anyway, uh, God bless you. Uh, Thank you very much. Have a good night, Mike. <laughs>